Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to, to begin another day. Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to be alive. We are blessed, as we know, we say every morning, we thank Hashem for the gift of life. We thank Hashem, as we know, the, the last few days uh, have reminded each and every one of us the gift of life and the blessing of every day. As we know that a person, the biggest Yetzirah of a person, when he gets older, you guys aren't there yet, but when you get older, the biggest Yetzirah is, I would say, from the biggest Yetzirahs, is to be thinking about your past and what you could have done, regret, that's as a person gets older and older, he thinks about how he could have fixed his past. And when you're younger, when you're your age, uh, some of the biggest, one of the biggest Yitzharas is to be thinking about the future. What am I going to do about my future? And what happens as a result is we lose the, the only thing that we have, which is today. And as it says, the Hasir Satan Nofanenu Malkarenu is that the Yitzhahara always wants us either thinking about our past or he wants us thinking about our future. But what is right in front of us, what is right here in front of us, the gift right, of today, they say present is a present, the present moment is a present, the greatest gift <coughs> that everyone has is we have the, the now. And we have what is here right in front of us. And the avoda of the Yitzhahara always, the avoda is to keep a person, like we said last night in Mesil Sharm, is tichbara avoda, is for a person not to be able to stop and not to be able to say, okay, how can I create the day that I want to have today? Because our life is literally today. That is our life. When a person thinks about his life and thinks about what it is that he wants to accomplish so the only thing that's in your hands to accomplish is today, is whatever the task is today. It doesn't mean that a person can't build and can't plan today for his future. You could take today and you could say, okay, how could I plan today for my future? But what, what that's doing is it's using today. It's using the gift that we have right in front of us. And of course the Yitzhahara is always, Yitzhahara is always, um, trying to knock us down to be negative. The Yitzhahara wants us to say what we can accomplish. The Yitzhahara goes in the same category of either thinking about, about our past or scaring us for our future, where the Yitzhahara is always saying, oh, look what you messed up in your past. Look what you're not going to, to accomplish in your future. And the default of a person, and that's why we learn purity of speech, is for a person to judge himself, for a person to judge other people to judge situations and just to see the negative. Only to see what's missing, only to see what he didn't do, only to see what he can't accomplish. As the Bali Musa says, I think from B'Shem Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, they say that woe to a person who doesn't know his weaknesses. Woe, it's crazy if you don't know what your weaknesses are. But he says, oy vavoy, woe and even more woe to a person who doesn't know his power and doesn't know his strength. So 
the Yitzhahara always likes us to focus on what we can accomplish, what we didn't accomplish, how it's not going to work, how we're not going to be able to be and do what it is that we want to do, how I'm not going to be able to judge people favorably, and how I'm not going to be able to see the good in myself and others. And, and that's how the Yitzhahara, that's why we say the Yitzhahara is compared to a fly, because a fly is always going to the garbage. The fly is always going to the wounds on a person. When a person has cuts, where does the fly go? It hangs around the cuts. It hangs around the weak points. It hangs around the areas where we've done Averis. As the Maral says, Avera is Malushan Avar. Avera wants, the Yetzirah wants you to think about your past. You've done Averis and you've done things wrong and you've messed up and Hashem doesn't love you and, and your mazel is messed up and this is messed up and you... You could have done this, and you should have done this, and how are you going to accomplish this, and you've, you'll, you'll never ever be successful. That's what the Yetzirah wants, because the Yetzirah is not so much. A lot of times we think the Yetzirah is about this taiva, and this laziness, and my phone, and my this. That's not what the Yetzirah, that's not the greatest power of the Yetzirah. The greatest power, as the, as the tzaddikim says, is not... A person doing an Avera that the Yitzhahara wants you to do. Because everybody does Averas. Everybody falls. <coughs> That's not the main weapon of the Yitzhahara. The main weapon of the Yitzhahara is to make you feel dirty. To make you feel that there's something wrong with you. To make you feel that you are not connected to Hashem. That's the main power and the main message that the Yitzhahara wants you to live with. You made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But, but to feel that you're not worthy, to feel that you're not good, to feel that you ruined yourself, to feel that you're not going to be matzliach, to feel that you're disconnected from Hashem, that's the ikr, that's the main avoda of the Yitzhahara, which is what? That negativity. That's... that's that's how he lives, and to judge yourself negatively. That's why we see in other people. What you see in other people is really a reflection of yourself. When you're in a negative mood, you will see the negativity around you very, very clearly. When you're in a positive mood, when you feel good, you'll see the beauty around you. is if you hate your friend, then you hate yourself. When you have that negativity in your friend, you have that negativity in yourself. And the Pshad is the same the other way. When you see the beauty in someone else, that means that you have that beauty within yourself. So the more a person sees the beauty in other people, and it's very hard. It's hard for a person to see the beauty. It's much easier to see negativity than it is to see positivity. Because the default is negative. Also, then you become a victim. When you see negative, so that's very easy. Because why? The Pshad is, yeah, okay, I don't have to work on myself. He has to work on himself. It's not, the problem is not me, because if the problem is me, that means that I have to work on my problem. But as long as the problem is my mother, as long as the problem is my father, as long as the problem is out, something outside, so then I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is wait until that thing changes, or hope that that outside person or situation changes. So I don't have to do anything. But once I realize that it's all me, and that I have to change. I have to change my perspective. I have to change whatever it is. Whatever it might be. So then, 
it's much harder. The reason it's harder, or it's seemingly harder, even though it's really harder the other way, but it's harder because then I gotta get to work, right? It's harder ultimately when you blame other people because you'll never ever get the answers to your problem when you blame other people because as long as it's the problem's outside of you, then there's nothing you could do. Once there's nothing you can do, so then you're, you're actually stuck. And that is, it ends up being harder when, when, when you are blaming other people. Ultimately, it's harder when you blame other people because they can't change. When I take full responsibility for my life, when I take full responsibility for that I'm the problem, then that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Then I can fix my problem. I can heal whatever it is that I need to heal. But as long as that it's somebody else, once it's somebody else, then there's nothing I can do about it. Yes, Eitan, you had your hand up. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, so when Rebbe was talking about how the Yetzirah wants us to feel that negativity, mm-hmm. would that just mean that the Yetzirah power doesn't want to leave Yetzirah? Because like mm-hmm. this was what's keeping us in the now, so mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So the point of the Yetzirah is to, to stop us from. Yeah, to, from the, the point of the, so first of all, it's a great point, Eitan. Shkoch Eitan. That's a great point. Great point. The, the, the vote of the Yetzirah is for us not to do mitzvahs, Torah and mitzvahs, right? That's what he wants. He doesn't want us to connect to Hashem. Yitzhahara doesn't want us to connect to Hashem. And the way to connect, the way to disconnect from Hashem is what does he do? He says, Hashem doesn't love you. He says, Hashem doesn't love you. You know why? Because you've done things wrong and you messed up and you're dirty and you're bad. So therefore, Hashem doesn't want you. And he even brings... Yitzhahara is a smart guy. He brings like riots from the Torah. He says, oh, what do you mean? The Torah says if you do X, Y, and Z, then that's what you end up with. And you do this, and that's terrible. And he brings you riots. He says, what do you mean? But that's what my Rebbe told me, and that's what I know to be true, and that's what they told me. It can't be, it can't be, it can't be. And he'll fight. He'll fight against someone telling you that you're actually a good yid. No, it can't be. You must not know me. You must not know me. I'm really terrible. Oh, the Mishnah says, The Shechina is with ten people. So that means the Shechina right now is in the base Medrash. That's a pretty good deal. Right? Shechina is right here. Ten people are sitting being Oisik Batoira. Right? We're learning Torah. So that means the Shechina is here. So what does that mean? The Shechina is here. That's a good deal. That means there's, there's a holiness. That means we're being cleansed. person goes ahead and does... That has a hero tshuva. Thank you very much. Person has hero tshuva. He wants to do something right. So that's a tremendous connection to Hashem right away. It's a heart of the light that. Why? Because if you would live like that, you'd constantly be learn, doing good things. Say, like, okay. What? You'd be in the now. And you'd say, okay, so I messed up a minute ago. So I messed up an hour ago. So I messed up last night. So I messed up a week ago. I messed up a month ago. But right now, I want to go ahead and do good things. You'll see when you get married, right? It's a similar thing to what happens when a person gets married. When a person gets married, right? So a lot of times a person wants to apologize and apologize and apologize and apologize, which is great. It's an incredible, it's incredible thing to apologize. It's a very special thing to apologize. But when a person does 
and shows actions and does things and doesn't crawl in his little hole of what he's done wrong. Nobody wants to hear, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It gets to a certain level where you're like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's very nice to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right? But at the end of the day, right, your, your wife's not going to be happy if all you're doing is constantly apologizing. What your wife is going to be happy with, and same on, on our side, what you'll be happy with your wife is if she says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's great. But then it's like, stop saying I'm sorry. I don't want to hear I'm sorry. It's not about saying I'm sorry. It's about changing your ways. It's a heart wants us to be stuck and to say, oh, I'm so terrible. 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 Well, why are you so terrible? Just get, move, move on a little bit. You know, move on. Like you're saying, Eitan, go do what you got to do today. Go do what you have to do today. Okay, so with that in mind, we learn purity of speech, Hilchas Lashon Hara, which of course is the greatest protector of, of Klal Yisrael, is when a person protects and sees the good in another Jew, and we see the good in other people. <clears throat> so, so that helps us. The way a person wants Hashem to judge him, right? It's brought down that when a person judges somebody, Ultimately, well, let me backtrack. Ultimately, Hashem never judges you except for He makes it that you judge yourself. That's the way it works. Hashem never judges you. What He does is, is He has you judge yourself. Has He have you judge yourself? He puts someone in the exact same situation that you're in. It doesn't look like that. It appears that it's somebody else. And what do you do? You judge that person. So you're, you, a person thinks, oh, my judgment, Hashem is so harsh. Hashem's not harsh. Hashem follows your lead. So if you judge everybody, and you judge and see everybody that they do, so then you're always judging yourself, in so therefore, a person will be always Zoha Bedin, will always be Zoha when he judges. And a lot of times, situations are put in front of us I mean, all the time, but I'm saying specific situations are put in front of us all so we can understand ourselves what I have to work on and what I can do to better myself. And when you look at it that way, then it's a tremendous opportunity to say, okay, I can judge myself. Hashem is giving me an opportunity to judge myself. That's the power of of, of judging your fellow Jew favorably. Besides the fact that Stam, it doesn't lead to Lashon Hara, because you, Lashon Hara is always a result of you judging uh, someone negatively. Otherwise, you wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you, know, you wouldn't say it. You'd say, you'd give him a, you'd say, okay, I feel bad for him. It's not his fault. And you wouldn't have any desire to talk about somebody bad. And like we know, Mitzorah is Malashon Motzi Ra. Ultimately, when I have bad inside myself, when I have negativity inside myself, so it comes out in, in other people. That's how it comes out. It comes out in how I view other people and how I look at situations and how I talk to people. It all comes out. It's hard. That's why when a person doesn't heal himself, that's why when a person doesn't work on himself, then what happens is the, the negativity festers and it stays there, and then, and then it'll come out in this situation, it'll come out in that situation. 
It's not the pshat that, like we've said many times, right? It's not road rage, right? It's rage. The guy's an angry guy, so that's why he's beeping his horn. He's not beeping his horn because he's in traffic. He beeps his horn in his house at his wife and kids too. He's knocking his horn, right? When he's in the supermarket, he's, he's, he's doing whatever he's doing. Just it happens to be now that he's driving. So he's going to show his anger over there. But when a person works on himself, and a person learns to, and that's a process that takes time, when a person learns to be positive, when a person learns to think positive, when a person learns to feel good about himself, when a person learns to express himself, when a person learns to work on himself and know himself and understand himself and be into himself and be clear with himself, so then everything around him is very, very, very different. You can tell the difference between a person who lives without working on himself and a person who, who, who lives with working on himself. A person who works on himself has patience. A person who works on himself is not going to get angry so fast. A person who's working on himself is, is easy, more easygoing. Why? Because within himself, he's, he has a shlemus within himself. Within himself. It's all, at the end of the day, it's all your relationship with yourself is the relationship that you can have with other people. That's the way it works. The way you see others is really a reflection of how you see yourself. So with that in mind, let's learn the Hilchus Lashner, especially as we're getting closer to Kabbalah Satoira, as we said yesterday, Ki'ish Echad Belev Echad, the connection. I said this last night to someone. Moshe Rabbeinu comes in to the picture of Klal Yisrael when, when, and Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the, the paradigm of Torah, is the one who is, who is Nasan Einav Veliboy Elias Meitzar Aleim. Moshe Rabbeinu comes into the Jewish people as someone who cares for another Jew. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was chosen as the leader for the Jewish people, the one who can go ahead and connect himself. As we said, uh, Moshe Kibal Torah Mi Sinai. His humility of another Jew. It says, Moshe Rabbeinu is anav mikol ha-adam. Right? They're medayik. Right? In Baloischa it says that he was, he's anav mikol ha-adam. Atem krim adam, ve'ein umasoylem krim adam. Which means, ha-adam means that Moshe Rabbeinu held himself lower than even a guy. It says, I saw it brought down. Ha-adam. Ha-adam. That means in order for a person to connect himself to the Torah, the more humble you are, the more you love another Jew, the more connected to you are to the Torah. People, people, people take, they misunderstand that. They think that they're two separate things. They think there's my learning Torah, there's Kabbalah Torah, and then there's my Ben Olam Chavero. So good. No, they're literally, they're literally directly correlated. Your humility towards another person, which ultimately, you're not going to talk Lashon Hara if you feel someone's better than you. If you feel that everybody's better than you, why, why would you talk Lashon? You only talk Lashon. You're like, I'm better than that guy. That guy is low. That guy's, uh, that guy's got problems. I don't have as many problems as him. He's got bigger problems than I have. I'm better than him. He has anger. He has this. He has that. I'm bigger. I'm better than him. That's the, the more you're humble to a person, you say, well, who am I to talk about him? Well, I'm here to talk about anyone. Uh, I'm going to talk about how he's bad. I'm, I'm 10... Ten times worse than that guy. But what's the shot? Then you can have a connection to the Torah. Then a person has the ability. That's why we spend Sfiris Omer working on Midas. That's why we spend Sfiris Omer working 49 days 
over and over, working on ourselves, working on ourselves, working on ourselves. There's no other thing in the world. You've never seen anything. It's even more than Yom Kippur. There's more time to work on yourself of, of, of Svirah Saomer than it is to, to El and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. There's more, more time that we work on ourselves to be Kabbal Satoira than, than it is to do Tshuva. Why? Because if Shah is that, Bain Adam Lechaveron, to be Zoha, to have a connection to the Torah, it's all about working on yourself more and more and more and more and more and humbling yourself and working on yourself and working on yourself and working on yourself. Then you're able to, to have a tremendous, tremendous connection to the Torah. So with that in mind, we speak about um, and we learn Hilchas Lashon Hara. So here we go. We are up to question comments actually before we do it. That what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was by David Melech. Correct. That's the paradigm that they say. Correct. That David Melech judged himself. Okay, okay. let's let's start. Doesn't the word Kalel? That what? Doesn't the word Kalel? Doesn't that mean to judge himself? Hit Kalel? Yeah. Could be. Well, you've heard that. That what? Yeah, it could be. I, I never heard of Charlie. That sounds. If you could sit, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, he was talking about a, a secret. Let's talk about a secret. Um, said, um, page page one hundred five. Page one hundred five, day forty. Talking about um, is in Hilchus Lashon Hara, Tesvav Hilchus Rachilas Chesay. Also included in, in forbidden speech is revealing confidential information. If someone tells you a secret, even if it does not include any Lashon Hara and tells you not to repeat it, you're not allowed to repeat it. Even though it is difficult to comprehend why the person is so secretive, you still are not allowed to repeat it. For example, your friend tells you, please don't tell anyone that I bought this suit on sale. Although you don't understand, who, why, why do you care that this person is, is uh, saying that, that he doesn't want you to repeat that he bought it on sale, it's nevertheless you're not allowed to repeat it. Even if a person does not tell you explicitly, don't repeat what I told you, but it is obvious that the information is private and most people would not want such information to be spread, you still cannot repeat it. For example, someone confines in you, I'm so worried about my sister since she hasn't been feeling well lately. My mother is taking her to a specialist for major testing. So even though the person didn't say, don't tell anyone, you're not allowed to repeat this information because it's obvious that it is private information. Interesting. <coughs> no, it's not Lashon Hara, just it's something that you're not allowed to say. Lashon Hara literally means bad speech, right? Meaning the, 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 the Pasuk doesn't say Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara just means what you're not allowed to say. You have to be careful in your words. So that's what he's saying. This, and the Chavetz Chaim says in a certain way, repeating a secret is worse than speaking avak lashon hara. Not worse than speaking lashon hara. Uh, remember, avak lashon hara is a literally it means the dust of lashon hara. It means when you um, we had some examples when you're when you're implying lashon hara. Uh, I don't want to speak about him. Right? I don't want to talk about him because it might be lashon hara. That's Avak Lashon Hara. You didn't say something specifically about the person. Avak Lashon Hara is 
setting somebody up for a question. Oh, how was the, you know, how was the service in that restaurant? That's avak lashon hara because you're setting somebody up for for a talk lashon So he says telling a secret is worse. Why? Because by doing so, you are going against the wishes of the one who confided in you. That's what he says. Furthermore, revealing a private matter falls under the category of a serious breach in the Mida of Sneas. And in modesty, a person being private, right? especially nowadays where we live in a generation of, you know, everyone is, uh, you know, uh, with social media and news and everything, and, and in a second everybody knows everything, right? A lot of people have trouble with the, uh, with the Mida of modesty and being, being to oneself and keeping, right? People think if you're quiet and to yourself and you don't talk so much, there's something wrong with you, right? You have to be more confident to talk and to say everything, right? They don't realize. Now, obviously, if a person is, is uh, you know, has trouble talking, he has to work on his confidence, okay, the Seder, that's something a person could personally do. He could work on, but uh, for a person to be someone who's quiet and doesn't have to show off, doesn't have to show it, right? Our generation is all about the outside, and people suffer so much on the inside. Sneas is, is that I'm so strong on my inside, I don't need to show off my outside. Right? This, your, your generation more about social media is how other people view me. It doesn't matter how I view myself. The avod of a person is to build within himself and to figure out what, what, what's inside of me. Yeah, Satan. Um, you just kind of like popped it into my head. It's like a thing on social media and Instagram Facebook and all that. You, if you like post a picture or whatever it may be, you never like it. You right, we've spoken about that. Right, right, right. We've spoken about that. Yeah, you can't like your own thing, right? We spoke about the, the, the hypocrisy of that. Right, and if you like it, there's something, it shows there's something weird with you, like you're liking it, even though I posted it. So it's obvious that I like it. But I can't say that I like it because, right, so basically you can't say that you like yourself. You know, I'm about to say I like myself. I only like myself if other people like me. That's what it, that's what it teaches, that's what it trains somebody. I ultimately can't say that I like myself. I can't say that I'm okay with myself. It has to be that other people have to be okay with me. So that, that's pretty crazy in the head. Yeah. That why? Right. 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 Correct. Because private, because there are private victories and 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 public victories. They're private victories and public victories. I spoke to someone the other day, and he was telling me how, how, uh, how he had a terrible year, and he's had such a difficult year. The Mamash, the conversation was unbelievable. And he's telling me all the things <clears throat> that he didn't do so well this year so far. And then he's telling me, he <coughs> says, this, this, I'm telling Mamash, crazy, it's like unbelievable. The, a hush of a person. He's telling me how he had a terrible year, and he's talking about all the things that he didn't accomplish, blah, blah, blah. And then he's telling me, I said, is there anything you did or whatever? And then he's telling me, yes, I actually did. And then he lists these things that, that he did. And then 
I, I, we've, he even mentioned it. He, the things that he mentioned that he did were all private victories. Private victories meaning they were between him and himself and that nobody else knew about those things. The other things that he was talking about were all in the eyes of other people. And it came out that he was so down looking at it because he had no public quote-unquote victories, so he felt terrible about himself, even though he had amazing private victories. So as, as we were talking, it sort of came out. But what's the point? The point is, is that it's the exact opposite. When a person learns to, to, to understand his inner self and, he, and he's able to be kovish himself between he and himself, and he knows his relation, right? It come, it, 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 that comes with judging people as well. Nobody knows how you're judging somebody. Nobody has any idea if you're looking at somebody, if you're looking at their good, if you're looking at their bad. No one has any. That's why they says when it comes to Yerushalayim, nobody can judge. No one can judge if you have Yerushalayim. Has anybody know what's in your heart? You have no idea what a person's thinking inside. Right? That's, that's, uh, that's the most... And, and that's really where, where a person is. A person, he is on his inside. Your victories, your private victories, are what bring a person happiness. When you are between you and yourself, and you know yourself that you're, that you're living a certain way, and you believe a certain way, that's why it's so hard. That's why I always talk about the hardest relationship is the relationship, the hardest, the most important, and the best. There's a person's relationship with his wife and his children, because nobody knows what goes on with your wife. Nobody knows what goes on with you and your wife and your children. Right? A guy could be the biggest sadik on the outside, but on the inside, he's, he's, a, he's a monster. Right? And, and it could be like that in general in, in, in a person's life. And the more a person builds and works and heals himself on the inside, that's where true happiness, that's where hatzlacha comes from. And like Eitan, like you're saying, we live in a generation where it's the exact opposite. Everything is judged on how a person is doing on the outside. What other people say about you? What do other people think in competition with other people as opposed to your specific relationship with yourself? And how do you build that? Okay, that's a different question. You build that by coming to Mitzil Sishar by talking about it, by understanding it, by learning Hilchel Sashon Hara. Yes, Nisano. Aniyas being poor is all in your in your das das chasarta ma kanisa, right? Das kanisa ma chasarta. A person has das, so then he's not missing anything. Das chasarta ma kanisa. If you're not, you don't have das. You're missing everything. A guy could have all the money in the world. 
could have all the cars in the world. He could have all the houses in the world. He could have a wife and children, and he could have everything in the world, and he's empty inside. He's empty inside. That's because he's chaser, he's missing, he's missing a, 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 the most important element, as, as I think Rav Simchabunim says this, right? The, the ani is in gullus. The I is in exile. What does that mean? It means our relationship with ourselves. We're disconnected. If you're disconnected with other people, it means there's a part of you that's disconnected from yourself. If you have trouble connecting to other people, if you have a part of you that's, that's disconnected to other people, so the pshat is, is that it means that you don't have the shlemus within yourself. You don't have within yourself that shalom. In shalom batsum, ibnei chatasi. When a person does an avera, when a person is disconnected to himself, he's not living the full who he can be. Yes, Yoni. Oh, so disconnected to other people is you say lashon hara about other people. You hate this person. You don't like this person. You don't care about this person. So there's there's a part of you, right? There's within yourself. There's a there's a lack of relationship with yourself. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect between your feelings. There's a disconnect in your emotions. There's a disconnect between your head and your heart. There's a dis. Again, what's a private victory? A private victory means nobody else knows what I did. The only person who knows what I did is I. Nobody knows. Nobody knows when a person gets out of bed in the morning. Nobody knows how hard it was for you to get out of bed. Except for you. You're the only one who knows how hard it is. Okay, you could groan and you could tell someone, oh, it was so hard for me to get out of bed. Right? Shmir Sinayim. Nobody knows if somebody's Shemir Sinayim. Has anybody know if somebody looks at something or not? Nobody knows. That's between you and yourself. Nobody knows that. Those are the victories. Right? No one knows if you have if you talk to Hashem and you say, oh, Rabbanu, I had a Muna. I have a Muna. Right? Nobody knows if you're doing tshuva. How can anybody judge if you're doing tshuva? How, how, how much you shuckle? How hard you, you hit yourself for slachla? No, that doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean a person does tshuva. Nobody knows how you talk to Hashem, that a person in his heart says, Hashem, right, I love you so much. I wish I could serve you better. I'm so upset that I'm not where I want to be. I wish I could be in a better place. I wish I could steig more. I wish I could connect to you more. How does anybody know? How does anybody know? We don't even we don't even know how much connected we are to Hashem. We don't even know how much we want to be close to Hashem. How many guys told me? How many guys told me since since this whole the 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 the, the Rahman al-Litzlan, Meron, How many guys? I can't tell you how many guys said, I wish I could feel more pain for. The people, right? That's they're upset at themselves that they don't feel the pain more. So they're upset at themselves. That's that's incredible. They're upset that they don't feel more pain of another Jew. That's such a high level. That's a private victory. It's a private victory. Person doesn't have to cry publicly. Person has to tell everybody publicly, "I'm in pain for the Jewish people." What happened in Meron? It's not something about public that you have to share. There's no point in that. The point is, what's in your heart? What's in your heart? What's, what's, what's between you and yourself? Okay, Hashem will help us all. Let's learn a little Masil Sisharim. I'm excited because we're 
at the end of Parakid Aleph. Um, Hashem will help us all as we learn the halachas of Lashon Hara. It's a tremendous schus that we in the yeshiva that we learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. It's important, more than important for us to be mechazik, to strengthen ourselves in, in Ben Adam L'chavero, in, in seeing the good. And it's something just to remind us all from the, from the Chudush Arim. It, it takes years and years and years to be somebody who sees the good in somebody else. It takes years and years and years and years and years to work on finding the good in other people. It's not something that you just, that you just get. It's something that a person has to work on. It has to be the most important thing in your house, in your families, in Mirzashem, when you get married, and those who are married, that your home is a home of love of the Jewish people. It's not how many guests you have at your table. You could have all the guests in the world and you talk Lashon Hara. Right? And, and you can have no guests and you love every Jew. So it's not how many guests you have at your table. It's, it's the love that you have for another Jew. It's learning to love, learning to love Jews more and more and more. It's an avoda. It's something that a, that a person has to work on. So Hashem will help us. Peschus, that we're learning the halachas. Hashem will help us love and, and respect every Jew. And we're not, and just to tell you, unless you work in the Knesset and you're part of the government and you're part of a party and it actually, you influence people and that, I, I, I can't, then, then that would be a different conversation what you're allowed to say about other politicians and politics and, and, and all these things. For us here in Yeshiva and a, and a person who's a regular Jew, there's, not, there's nothing to talk about. You don't have to say who's a Russia, who's a Tzaddik. Leave that up to the Tzaddikim and the Gedolim and to the politicians, Lahavdal, of course, to, to, to talk about those things. There's no reason to talk about You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to talk about anybody. Yes, Rudzev. Today, that the sun went um, right, okay, Hashem will help all of us and all the Jewish people to love each other more and more, and through that will be Zoycha to all the Yeshuas and Rafuas that uh, that that we that, that that come with that, Hashem, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, we left off, and we're, we're at the end of Parakid Aleph. We left off talking about um, money. Um, and the Ramchal said, Chemdas HaMomen. And as I always say, God willing, everybody, um, Be'ez Hashem, will have all the money that they need to, to live. And that I'm a, uh, the Ramchal as well. Um, nobody is saying not for a person not to have money. Uh, but what the Ramchal says is that chemdas hamamen, the the desire for mon- money, is something that shackles a person, and it will be with you uh, your whole life, as as he says very clearly. Um, he says that mateshes is kocho, it weakens a person, berov by worrying. Even after a person reaches a lot uh, financially, the natural thing is that you want more and more. 
right? To love money, you will continue to love money. Um, the second thing, says Ramchal, is Yesera Aleha, this is unbelievable, Chemdas HaKavit. If you um, thought that money is a struggle, wait till you hit honor. And says Ramchal, Kikfar Haya Efshar Sheyichbo Sha'adam Es Yitzhah Amamen Yal Shara Nalas. Says Ramchal, all other uh, enjoyments in this world, it could be you beat them. But the highest uh, enjoyment that you're going to have trouble beating, Achakavru Adoichik, one of the hardest things, says the Ramchal, is for you to look at yourself less than your friend. Many of these people um, have fallen because of honor. Because of honor. Meaning, they, don't, they beat the, the taiva for 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 Taivas Nashim. They beat the Chemdas Mamun. They beat the desire for money. But when it comes to people honoring them or feeling I have to be better than everybody else, he says they can't handle it. Right? He gives the example, beautiful the Gemara, right? It's a great um, great <laughs> Gemara. The Gemara says that Yeravam Benavat, Yeravam Benavat um, was going to do tshuva, and it says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu told him, "Do tshuva." Chazar b'cha, and he says, "Vaani, I, Hashem, vaata, and you, Yeravam, and Ben Yishai, and David Melech, Netayel beGanaden." Right, pretty good deal. Right? Yeravam Benavah was a terrible person, and he says, "Do tshuva." Hashem says, "You do tshuva, and me, you, and David Melech." are going to hang out together in Ganeidim. So what would you think? What, what, what did Yeravam say? It says, Yeravam, Amalai, me Barosh. So Yeravam says, instead of saying, okay, I'm in, count me in, he says, what? Who's going to be, who's going to be in, in the front? Right? Amalai, Ben Yishai Barosh. He says, well, David Amalek is going to be before you. It's going to be me, David Amalek, and then you. So says, Yeravam, Amalai, Yachi, Bina. Right? He says, if so, I'm not interested. He says, I'm not interested. If I'm going to be number two, if I'm going to be number three, I am not interested. Right? Korach, he says. Right? He brings Korach. Korach had everything. Korach was from the richest people of the Jewish people. He was a Nasi. He was this, or not a Nasi. He was up there. He was a, he was a cousin. He had everything. But what? What did he want? He wanted, he wanted it all. He wanted it all. That's what, that was his downfall. I've said this many times when it comes to covet, the perfectionist. The, perfect, the perfectionist, the danger of the perfectionist is that, is that you can't have an, a half a good day. Right? I've, I've, I, I, I see when, when, when guys learn to have um, a, a bad day and they're able to the next day have a good day, or they're able to wake up late and still finish their day, I say those are signs of healthiness. Because a lot of times a person, it has to be either um, I'm, I'm full, you know, everything is, is, is perfect the whole day, or, or I can't have a day. That has, there's a covered aspect to that. That to me, I have to be, it's like, it's like an inside um, honor thing that I have to be great, I have to be perfect. 
I have to be the man. It can't be that I'm just doing what it is that I have to do. Kavit is the... Sna- what does it say? Ahoyvus hamlacha. I think he's going to bring it. Ahoyvus hamlacha. Usnos harabanas. What does that mean? Yeah, he brings it. He brings it on the next page. Ahoyvus hamlacha. Usnos harabanas. Any position that I've seen anyone be matzliach in is always because they're not looking for the position. They're looking to do what they have to do. When a person is looking, and this goes into what we were talking before in Chavetz Chaim, when it's all about how people view me, it's all about how people view me and what people are telling me, how I am in comparison to other people and what it is, those are the people who never really reach to, to high levels. A person who is not interested in how people view him. A person who's just working hard, doing what he has to do. I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta, I gotta service. When you're at work, and many of you here have worked, but anyone here knows, when your focus is to serve the people, when your focus is that I'm serving customers, when your purpose is that I'm serving Hashem, whatever it is, whatever your malacha is that you're serving, you're focused on what you have to do. You're not focused on what other people are thinking about you or saying about you. That is the way that a person is able to push away the honor, and that's the way a person is able to be successful. Because success, like we said, is not something that anyone else is going to define for you. It's how you're living your life. And when a person focuses on that, he says, yeah, go, Yosef. Comparison, comparison, not only is the thief of joy that you don't enjoy, but comparison is the destruction of yourself. Why do I have to be, why do I have to compare? And unfortunately, I just want to say, unfortunately, it is what it is, right? It starts in first grade. That's when it starts. Or it probably starts in kindergarten or pre-1A. It starts in second grade, right? Because your success Right? I mean, it could start at home also with your brother, someone else, but hopefully your parents are able to not compare you. Sometimes we naturally compare our children, and that's a, that's a, that's, that, that hurts children. You, you might not mean to do it on purpose, but, uh, you know, but people sometimes just naturally will compare. So then my, when I go to school, right, and it's, and it's all, you know, when it's all in comparison to how other people are doing and I judge my success on the the people next to me right if you get an 80 if you worked as hard as you can and you got an 80 on a test and then every I'm sure this has happened to everybody here right where everyone took a test in school and then you got let's say an 80 but the whole class didn't do well right so then you're okay you feel good because the whole class didn't do well but if you got an 80 and the whole class got, a, got, a, got in the 90s, then you're a failure. But, but that doesn't, how does that make sense? How does that make sense that if I got an 80 when everybody else got, a, got an 80 or, or below, then I'm, a, then I'm a tzaddik. But if I got an 80 and everybody else got in the 90s, then I'm a, yeah, yes, you do. That Right. Right, but again, but that's all in comparison. But if I worked as hard as I can, 
If I worked as hard as I can, so then it doesn't matter in comparison to other people. That's what you want to do. You want to say, of course, I'm not saying Yehuda, you're 100% right. Saying that's a natural thing that someone in education is going to do. But what I'm saying is that the problem is, is that we are conditioned from young to be in comparison to other people. We're conditioned. It doesn't matter. Did you study hard? Yes. Did you do as best as you can? Yes. And why can't I be graded? And again, I'm not, I'm not changing the education. So maybe, maybe we are by having these conversations and talking about it. That's not my goal. My goal is not to change the education system. My, my goal is to make a point. And the point is that when I tell a child, and God willing you, that when you have a child, I would advise you, I try and do this. I don't always talk to my kids about every test that they take. But when you say, did you, before you get a report card, before you even look at the grade of the report card, did you, how do you feel you did in this class? Did you work as hard as you can? I know when I, when I am aware of my kids having tests and studying hard, the first thing before the test, I'll say, obviously I want you to do well on the test. Let me ask you a question. Did you put in, what do you think percentage-wise you put in the effort to do well on this test? Did you put 100% effort? Did you put 95% effort into this? If you did, that's awesome. That's great. And most of the time, you will succeed. Most of the time, you will succeed. If you put in 90%, unless you're a brilliant guy, unless you're a genius, right? Which people like that suffer a lot when they're so smart. Anyone who's, who did so well in school because they're so smart and they didn't have to try so hard, that ends up being not so good for them. It's better person puts in the effort, he puts in the work, and he pushes himself, and he works. Yagata umatasa. Yagata umatasa. I work hard. But what happens is, we condition ourselves, and we make it that it's all in comparison. It's all klape, like, like Yosef was saying, at least let me be equal, as long as I'm not lower than someone else. And what happens is, Yosef, the problem with that is that it's all about public victory, not about private victory. Because private victories have nothing to do with what anybody else knows. The effort that you put into something is 100% private. The effort that somebody puts into anything, okay, obviously you could see a person if he's working out. You could see physically if a person's at work. You could see a person, if he's in the base medrash and he's toiling. But you don't know the effort that a person puts in. Effort is 100% between you and you. Effort is 100% hidden. That is hidden. So what are you going to compare? It's not about comparing to anybody. not about comparing to anybody. Yes, Nassana. Exactly. Correct. Correct. Well said. The effort is the only thing ultimately that is, that is yours, that belongs to you, that will stay with you. Because the Hatzlacha and all of that is up to Hashem anyway. That's up to Hashem anyway. It's the effort. It's the effort that a person puts in. Okay, beautiful. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let's be zocha. Let us be zocha to, to, as the Ramchal says, to focus on, focus on the work at hand because when a person is, is thinking and trying to compare himself to other people. I just want to say something also that's very, very important, and that is that it begins, it begins when a person is, is looking um, elsewhere. 
When a person is looking elsewhere and a person is not focused on the task at hand, many times a person could be doing well, he could be learning well, and then he looks up and he sees his chavrusa, or he looks up and he sees not a chavrusa, he sees another chavrusa, he sees other people, he sees another group, he sees another thing, and then he starts, you know, feeling bad. Then he starts feeling. A person just, you know, works on, on staying in his lane, staying his eyes and his, his focus on what's right in front of me. That is a eitzah. That's a way that a person can, can work on his diligence and what he's doing. When a person is... Now what? Yeah, so that's different. I'm saying, as, as with the chavrusa, it might be a little bit harder. But I'm saying, when a person's looking around, when a person sits in the corner, right? When a person sits in the corner and does what he has to do to try and, to try and not look around so much, wherever it is, whether you're at work, whether you're in yeshiva, whether, whatever it might be, right? Not to look around, not to look to the left, not to, not to look to the right. Okay, we're, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're uh, you know, a generation of, of looking all over the place, right? Yeah, rubbernecking, exactly. If everybody knows what rubbernecking is, right? But, but uh, you know, seeing what's, seeing the news, seeing what's going on all around me, right? We're, we're, we're very focused on what everybody else is, we're in everybody else's business. When a person learns to mind his own business more, and a person learns to focus on what he has to do, when a person learns to be, be um, you know, disciplined in, in comparing himself to himself. Compare yourself to yourself. Look at yourself in comparison to how you were last year. Look at yourself in comparison, which is also dangerous. Because person has to be careful with that. You need to speak to somebody and to have a Rebbe or to speak to someone because sometimes it's dangerous. Sometimes we're blinded from how we were last year and, and you know, what, what, what we've done. You know, sometimes it is very good. But it's very, very dangerous to judge your success based on other people's opinions. Very, very, very dangerous. And especially that covet honor is, the, is the, the highest, the hardest thing for a person to, to get rid of, as we'll talk in Hashem more about it. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha, as we said, and we always say, don't worry about yesterday, don't worry about tomorrow. The best thing you could do for yesterday is have a great today. The best thing you could do for tomorrow is to have a great today, because today is already yesterday's tomorrow. You're already here, right? You're already... You're already here. This is tomorrow. You're always... What? It's not the best thing. It's the only thing. Yeah, correct. It's the only thing. Correct. Correct. It's the only thing a person can do for his past is he could, he could fix today. And the only thing you can do for your future is to fix today because the more good days you have, the more you're going to build yourself up for more and more and more good things. Then you become someone who's, who's uh, you know... Who's successful? Avram Basara Zakein Bayim Bayamin. It's all about Arichas Yamin. It's all about today. It's all about making the best of the day. So create an amazing day. Don't worry about your past. Don't worry about your future. Worry about. Don't worry about anything. Get to work and do what you got to do. Have a wonderful day. Everybody.